welcome to the Sarah Explains It All podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Sarah, and if you don't know, I am a menstrual cycle coach who teaches women and women business owners how to harness the power of their natural energy cycles to avoid overwhelm and burnout and create more success in their lives and businesses. Thank you for joining me. I have got Trina Lachlan with me this evening. She is a gorgeous, gorgeous friend that I met through another gorgeous, gorgeous friend over in the beautiful country of Ireland. I've been, it's amazing. I'm going to pass it over to Trina now so she can introduce herself. And then we are going to dive into something a little bit different to what we have been talking about, but also very much the same. It is the Celtic calendar. Trina. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Sarah. So yes, I'm Trina and I'm from Ireland and I teach women's and pregnancy yoga. Um, I'm also a creative therapist and somewhere along my journey, I met a wonderful woman called Mary Kennedy who taught me all about my ancient ancestors and the Celtic calendar that has since been lost in Ireland, but it's it's coming back. It's coming back big time. So a lot of people are getting into it over here and, yeah. and I think it's going to ripple through through the rest of the world hopefully because it's it is a wonderful calendar to follow yes definitely I mean and you know we have so many I've, I remember walking through the streets of Dublin and hearing people speaking and going god are they from Boston <laughs> because we have so many Irish descendants yeah. immigrants that came over years ago to the United States and settled in the Boston, Massachusetts area. Um, I get Irish sometimes, as in that's where people think I'm from. I'm definitely not Irish. Your accent is a lot more beautiful uh, than mine. I love it. It's so soft. Um, but yeah, so it is. I think it will definitely be something that, as women in particular, there's this huge wave, I think, and, and maybe you've seen it in Ireland, a huge wave of women becoming much more in tune and in touch with their bodies. They're tired of not knowing of what's going on. They're tired of the confusion. They're tired of being at war all the time with their bodies. And so being able to educate them on something as simple or as complicated, I'm not quite sure you're going to teach me this <laughs> later, but as simple as a calendar we all use a calendar yes it's probably slightly different to what we use today but being able to tap into that will bring them one step closer to integrating and embodying that feminine wisdom that we're born with absolutely that we're taught to ignore by society so <laughs> let's get started talk so we've just had and I'm gonna butcher this yeah go ahead oh oh and I've just seen it pronounced I know I know in bulk in bulk yes yes <laughs> and we're still in it okay. we're day two <laughs> but, oh well there we go in bulk day two um <laughs> so should we start there then since we're in it Let's and then yeah to start um so it can also be pronounced or spelled in bulk with a G and in Irish that comes from Ima Vulg, which literally means in my belly. Um, so it's all about birthing creative ideas or literally 
you'll see the sheep, the ewes are birthing and lambing at this time of year or beginning to. Um, so the Celtic wheel or the Celtic cycle or the Celtic calendar, whatever you want to call it, it would have followed closely, really closely with working with the land and nature and what's happening in nature. And that's where their names come from. So they have the solar and the lunar calendar is really much a part of it as well. So, yeah, that's something that we've kind of lost with the linear. And that's I think what's important to mention is that our traditional calendar now is very linear. And so is our structure, the way that we work through school, education, get a job, move on to the next step. Whereas actually we're coming back to this cyclical way of living. So we're moving in and out of each year like a spiral moving in and out constantly changing and growing but going back to source all the time and that is beautiful because as you and I both know and as I and you are as well educating women around the world we are cyclical beings we cycle we have a menstrual cycle we ebb and flow we are up one day possibly down the next and I think it's a beautiful way again to use this language this imagery to bring us back to ourselves because I don't know when I've I don't know about you but when I first heard about being a cyclical being I was like oh my gosh that sits really nicely like wow and I spent so many years beating myself up about the fact that I needed more rest at certain times and I couldn't just push through all the time. And, and it was like, oh, but wow, I'm not supposed to. So I love that. I love that we can bring it back to this very innate nature within the feminine body, you yeah. know? Yeah, I love it. So what comes after? After? In bulk. Then you're moving into the spring equinox. So you're moving from, it's kind of important to start at the beginning, actually. So Okay, so let's pack up. And also, I like, I like to, I like the fact that it is seasonal, because that is exactly how I, and you as, as well, I think, explain the four seasons of our menstrual cycle exactly. to women. Mm-hmm. Because it's much easier to go, oh, right, winter. What is it doing outside at winter or in winter? It's cold. It's, you know, dead's yeah. not the right world, but it's dark. You want to well, be cozy. There is a lot of death as well. Yeah. Bearing, yeah. I guess is a good term. Um, yeah. You want to be cozy. You want to pull in yourself. You want to rest, hibernate. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what we do, isn't it, during yes, our winter? So. Yeah. So let's start from the beginning. So So, scratch in both. Let's what's first? In fact, the the ancient Celts would have said that the each day actually begins in the darkness. So the day doesn't begin when the light arrives, it actually begins in the darkness. That's when all the magic happens or the dreaming happens before we bring it to reality and the sun wakes up. And that's that masculine energy. So it's the same. So the Celtic New Year would have begun what we now call Halloween yes winter um and what the Celts would have called Samhain yes but it's totally not spelled that way (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) yes people find it tricky to pronounce but yes Samhain would be our our Halloween and it would have been a three-day festival um which would have started really in the darkest 
or just going into the darkest. You're getting closer to winter solstice, which would be the darkest, shortest day of the year. So you're beginning at Samhain to move into the darkness. And they talk about the veil being really thin between the two worlds at this time, which is exactly the same when you think about it. I know that you're interested in menstrual cycle awareness when you're in your inner winter. Yes. Your own veil is really thin and you do feel that connection every month with a greater, I don't know, a higher self, a deeper Purpose, self. Yeah. But also yeah. equally how, how we can, as Western civilization, society, women in the West, we're going, yeah, but that's what they teach us about Halloween. The veil's really thin. The yeah. witches are going to come out. The ghosts are crossing over. Where's the spirits? And mm. so it's really funny to me how we have taken something so ancient, so beautiful, so sacred, and almost made a bit of a mockery of it in a way. Yeah. You know, but I guess it's good because we've got a base understanding of what... Um, what that time is and, and what we are touching back into so yeah. yeah I do think it's good and there is that sense that it hasn't been completely lost so when we do talk about it it's, we have something to, to work against it like, oh I do know that I recognize that yeah but there's more to it maybe than what I thought and also I guess it's a great connecting point they can start there but then we can stay we we're almost enticing them to dig a bit deeper, yeah. learn a bit more. And, you know, if with ancestry DNA nowadays, everybody wants to know what they've got in their, you know, their background. Mm. There'll be so many people with Celtic ancestry. What a great way to start learning about your heritage. Yeah. Celtic calendar. Brilliant. <laughs> I actually did my ancestry DNA and I don't think I'm any bit of Celt, but. Oh, I'm sure it's in there somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> buried deep so we've started with Samhain Samhain yeah yeah badly pronounced that and then we move into we move into the winter solstice so the shortest day of the year usually the 21st of December yeah um and from there we move from the solstice towards just the very beginning of spring so that's where we are at the moment. So in, in Ireland at the moment, it's still cold. It's still dark. We're still, people say, well, how is this spring? But it's just the very, very beginning point of spring where we welcome the goddess Bridget. Oh, yes. Okay, so she's hugely important. And she's still actually very important in Ireland as Saint Bridget, which mm -hmm. would have been brought through Christianity and the Catholic Church. But she would have been very much a part of the Celts world as well um, so the goddess Bridget or Saint Bridget or whatever people want to call her and I think she also had many lives she was Bridget at one point in the Celtic times and then she was Bridget again at, in the time of Christianity right um, so and so what is her importance then so why do why is she so important to the Irish well some people call her the triple goddess Okay, so yes. There is the maiden, the mother, and the crone. Mm -hmm. The crone is the old hag, the witch, the kaliak, which actually would have had a huge value. Now we hear the word witch or crone and we go, ooh, an ugly old witch, you know? Mm. Whereas she would have been very much respected, the wise woman, 
Yes, wisdom exactly. comes with age, people. Let's not forget that. Exactly, yes. celebrating that. Um, and that's what the sow, and that's where you meet the Kalyak, okay, the, the old lady, the old wise woman, mm-hmm. who gives us that inner wisdom that we also meet in our menstruality, that we meet our own inner wisdom in that deepest, darkest place when we're shedding. So winter, we're shedding our blood through menstruation. And in winter, the trees are shedding. The old women are getting older. Yeah. <laughs> They're shedding. They know it. <laughs> and, and we need to listen to that voice there. Yeah, because yeah. we have it and that's beautiful. And again, if we could slow down enough to just tap in and actually hold reverence, I think, ourselves mm. in reverence, because I don't feel that we do that enough. You know, like my daughter is, she's just newly turned 10. And she turned to me yesterday and said, I'm so lucky to have you as my mama. And I was like, well, yeah, Bob's, but why? (laughs) And she said, because you know so much about like menstrual cycles and I'm going to have that soon. And I don't feel as scared because you can guide me through that. I don't feel as if I'm not going to know. We don't hold that knowledge and reverence anymore, I don't think. No, we don't. You know, and so if we can use that, that that almost homecoming of the crone every month yes you know let's just tap into that I'm not saying you have to spend an entire week doing it but take an afternoon and really sort of go in and touch in tune in I guess Mm -hmm. really to that so she was a part of the triple goddess which is and what we would have called her this is important I think to say that we would have called her the Kalyak Right. Uh, Kalia actually is a type of stone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she was very grounded. And Kalyak also means in Irish, it means anchor. Right. So it is that time that we need to go there actually to anchor ourselves, to ground ourselves and to connect with the earth. Okay, so yeah. from the Kalyak, then there was the transformation back into spring and the maiden. So there we have Bridget. Okay, so. There is beauty in sometimes in what we fear. So maybe we fear the darkness, we fear the Kalyak, we fear that energy, the unknown. We're dropping in, we resist it. But actually, if we allow ourselves to drop in and to really dream and stay in it, like you say, tune in, be with it, then we will be able to bring that transformation and enter into Imbolc and so on (laughs) that's just so beautiful like I'm getting goosebumps listening Mm. to this because I feel like this is what we're meant to do yes you know and we have to stop fighting and have to stop trying to live this linear lifestyle because we're not meant to as women we can be more ethereal we can be more witchy we can be more tuned in spiritual I don't know, emotional, whatever you want to call it, um, because that is, in essence, who we are, who we are. Definitely. <laughs> oh, I love it. So let's move on from Bridget then. We've done in bulk and now we're moving into. So we're, yeah, we're coming into that equinox. So yes. Full night and day. Okay, so it's that time of year when we have the balance. So it's again, Yes, honoring the darkness and the feminine, but also honoring the light and bringing it back, welcoming it back. So we are welcoming it back with Bridget. And she is the holder of the flame, you see. 
So she's bringing the light back and it's just the beginning. It's still so small. It's like that springtime when we're in our inner spring in the cycle, we're really looking after ourselves. We're taking it slowly before we enter into summer or ovulation. And also within creativity. So you might be in winter, you're dreaming in a project or an idea, you're coming into spring, you're not leashing it straight into summer. You need to spend time, you need to cherish, you need to look after, care for before it's ready to show or expose to the world, to bring it into the external. <laughs> yes, and it's really important there to go slowly. I like to, um, someone was asking a question in one of the groups and she was asking like, how do you, almost how do you protect yourself in your inner spring? And, and I liken it to being a butterfly in a cocoon and you're yeah. slowly emerging. And really it's not about protection so much as boundaries. Yeah. You have to have strong boundaries in your spring, I feel, because you have to, you are this newly born chick or this newly emerged butterfly. And you're just almost learning how to deal with the world again after coming out of your winter and I know it sounds like oh my gosh I'm a foal <laughs> learning how to walk you're not but you have just gone through quite a metamorphosis yeah. in your winter I think and to come out the other side and to just hit the ground running really not the wisest you're gonna burn out yes <laughs> before you even get to summer yeah and that's what's important because you need to hone in your energy. You need to keep it there. You know, it's like you were saying, like the little chick or the seedling. If you think about the seedling that's just pushed through the earth, which is really difficult. The same with yeah. the butterfly pushing through that cocoon. Like it's it's a really difficult challenge to actually push through. And that can be something that we resist doing as well. Mm -hmm. But then to get there, we're really vulnerable on the other side. Yeah. And so, yeah, it can be quite a vulnerable time. Um, and you mentioned protection and boundaries and Bridget would also be the goddess of protection. And she's also the goddess of fertility, midwifery, babies. She's somebody that you can call in if you're looking yeah. to create a child or give birth or if you're a midwife and you're helping women in this way. Um, so she has so many different sides to her. She's everywhere. <laughs> She is. I, I she, like, is. she is a true woman. Let's yeah. just, you know, because we're everywhere. Many hats we wear. She yeah. really does. Yeah. <laughs> and she's also bringing in the masculine. Mm -hmm. So she's got her bow and arrow and she's focusing. She's pointing her arrow where she wants to go. And that's heading towards summer. So she's just, you know, she's been dreaming with no limits in winter. There's no limits to what you can dream in. Just dream it all. Don't, don't put any blocks up. Just dream it all in. And then when you're coming into inbook, you're just honing it in. Then you're deciding, okay, where do I really want to go? What do I want to focus on now? And that's when you pull out your arrows and you shoot. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so we're moving on from the equinox into yes. our summer solstice. Uh, before or that, we go to Bialtana. Oh, so see, <laughs> let, me, let me just pronounce that one for you. I'd have been like Beltane. <laughs> yeah, some people say Beltane and they're, you know, it's okay. getting a language you lesson as well. This is great. I love it. So <laughs> pronounce that one again for me, please. Bialtana. Bialtana. 
Mm. I like it. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, uh, or Beltane. People do call it Beltane. Um, and it's like the mouth of fire. It's really, it's another fire festival, but it's getting bigger because we're getting closer to the summer solstice, which is the longest day of the year, which it would be ovulation. It's a the fun time. Yeah. It's that time when we are ready to really show off our creativities when we launch, you know, whatever it is that we're producing. It's the time that we're ready to show it to the world if we haven't burned out already by then and we go back into our cocoon, which can happen and happens a lot. Yeah. Because we do try to push ourselves too hard and too fast or even push through winter. And that is when we burn out. And that's not to say that there won't be times when you can push in our winter and in our spring but what needs to be said is that you need to have such a good read on your energy Mm. to be able to manage that most of the time nine times out of ten I will not be pushing through my winter because I'm tired I'm just tired and I rest and I honor that rest Um, but there have been a few times where I've not felt very tired and Mm. I have been able to do more during my winter But because I know how my body works energy wise, I was able to work, but then stop. And I think that's really important. And Mm -hmm. another beautiful thing about being a woman, reason, another if we need more, is that we do (laughs) have this ability to understand our ebbs and our flows if we just tune in. Mm. You know, so it's not to say that you can only ever cocoon and rest in your winter, Yes, that will be the majority of the time. But again, it is just bringing it back to understanding how you function and work and flow as a woman. You can have so many um, insights, you know, yeah. and, and this is really helpful to be able to look at it in an actual calendar sense and then equate your month to that. Because yes, I, I can see my month in this already um (laughs) crazy it's brilliant right so summer solstice summer solstice and then (laughs) that's normally the 21st of june is it not yeah yeah yeah. so it's the complete opposing energy to the winter solstice which is the 21st of december the shortest day of the year and but also yeah it's it's all about the sun so it is even in winter solstice it's the shortest day of the year but it's about to start to grow again so from the 22nd the days start to get longer again so we're actually moving already towards the masculine energy and then in the summer solstice we're in the height of the masculine energy okay so that's all about structure and doing and clarity and vision and just bringing it out and birthing it so that is when the mother comes into it so you're birthing your creation and you're showing it to the world and that is the summer solstice or ovulation nice (laughs) I do like the summer solstice. I like summer. Like that's my favorite part of my cycle, I think. Yeah. Summer. Yeah. I do. I like I like being out there. I like being in front of the camera. <laughs> you see, I love winter. I'm like the opposite. And I've yeah. always I've always had a strange relationship with winter where I've been really curious about it, but as a child, quite afraid of the dark. Mm. I was really afraid of it. And then as I grew older, I became more curious and I adventured into it. So I allowed myself to go into that unknown and then I couldn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time when I felt stuck in it 
Right. And so I guess that's the opposite, right? Like sometimes we rush too quickly through it, Mm -hmm. whereas other times in our lives, we may feel rather maybe not stuck, maybe we're choosing to be in winter Mm -hmm. so that we can ruminate and dream and think up new ideas. How'd you get out? How did you unstick yourself? How did I? I think I waited. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were times when it was, it it was like grief. Um, Mm -hmm. And winter can feel like that. So sometimes we can find ourselves thrown into winter, even when our body is in spring or summer. Mm-hmm. or when the calendar year is in summer something might happen that throws us into winter um for me it was it wasn't something that happened it was I think just when I went into winter I think I realized that I had been avoiding it or because of the way society is I didn't ever welcome my menstrual cycle I ran through it in whatever way I could you know mm-hmm. uh taking pills so I didn't feel anything now I'm all about feeling so when I went in and really felt it like really felt it and allowed myself even feel the pain of menstrual cramps something changed mm-hmm. and it was like this sadness for not only myself but for all the women who haven't been allowed to feel their bodies to feel into them and even just to recognize them who we've all been just working from our heads in this linear world so yeah there was a great sadness that I actually couldn't leave yeah <laughs> you know yeah. I needed to sit with it and I needed to feel that grief I didn't really understand it at the time it's a process you processed that mm. and also because you're processing not only for yourself but for the collective yeah it is massive that is a lot <laughs> to yeah. be going through and you know I do think that it's important to feel that to have moments where we feel you know like I had a cousin who um said once to me that she never wanted a period so her doctor gave her something that mm. so that she never had one and hadn't had one for like seven years and I remember thinking is that right like your body is supposed to bleed. I'm not quite sure. And so, you know, there have been women who have been put on these things because that's what their doctors have said and they've done it and that is their life. And they've never been given that opportunity, like you said, to be able to dive a bit deeper, to actually tune in. Yeah. And it's massive that first time that you really almost deep dive into your winter Mm. and you can do that with other seasons as well but I do think doing it in your winter is much more potent um yeah it's fabulous so summer solstice where do we go after that so then we move into Lunasa in August oh yeah Uh, we're not even gonna go there (laughs) Uh, yeah we're kind of working our way towards all yeah yeah think about that energy of preparing for hibernation preparing almost so it's yeah it's if you're coming from the big celebration almost of ovulation or summer or full moon whatever it is and then you're waning back downwards Um, now I feel like this is one season that's very rarely talked about so like I've heard of Imbolc I've heard of Samhain I've heard of Beltane because I can't really pronounce it the other way but I've never really heard talk of this one is that yeah is that just me and having not just heard of it or is it just not as widely spoken about 
I'm not sure, but what I'm thinking is about pre-menstruation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're kind of entering that zone that people don't want to talk about. I you think know, you're right. Even all the September, people are preparing to go back to work or go back to school and they all they want to do is stay in summer. So maybe there is a lack of, maybe there's an avoidance. Yeah. Of existence even of just that turning of the calendar because we want to stay in summer. We want to stay in the height of it all. We yeah. want to keep going. Because who wants to deep dive into winter? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think and we you're don't right. have to deep dive. We don't have to deep dive. And that's the thing, but it's a slow entrance. Yeah. And I think it's just almost, what's the word I'm looking for? Almost releasing yourself into that. Mm. Feeling into it, leaning into it. Because I think we have such resistance in certain parts and certain seasons. Like I know, just seasonally, not talking about menstruation, I really dislike winter. I am a, yeah. I love the sunshine. I love summer. I am, I would happily live in a place that stayed pretty standard time zones with yeah. sun all the time. Like not all the time. I do like night at night, but mm. three o'clock in the afternoon going dark is not my fave. So I yeah. think even just allowing us to lean into these seasons that we don't want to almost we don't want to become intimate with is a really great way to start um what's gosh I'm sorry my length my words have gone but like it's a really (laughs) great way to embrace it to start to understand and to embody and to integrate it by just leaning into it and going slowly into it really lends itself to that. Yeah. And being curious, I think. Yes. Because we can already have made our minds up that we don't want to go there for whatever reason, whatever preconception we have. But if we're curious and we go slowly into the dark, you know, yeah. you're going to meet something along the way that you that surprises you. Mm, I like that. And also, you know, rest. You get to rest in your winter. Yeah. What mother, woman, lady doesn't want to just have a few days of rest? Mm. Let's embrace that. I like that. I like rest. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. So we've we've gone through this autumn. Have we now made it back? Well, then we go to the autumn equinox. Oh, so there's that- another equinox. So we, we're, we're gone from summer solstice. Okay, so summer solstice, the height of summer, that most masculine energy. But like in the winter solstice, the very next day, we're, we're making that journey back to the feminine, mm-hmm. back to the darkness, back to the unknown. So every day we're getting a little bit closer. Um, so then into Lunastar, there's a kind of, it's like the last celebrations of summer. It's kind of like holding on. That's what Luna says. It's just that, yeah, making the most of what's left of summer. Last ditch effort. <laughs> exactly. And there was a big Luna said dancing festival and, you know, harvesting nice. festival and just enjoying the fruits of your labor. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you come into your autumn equinox. So again, we're at equal day and night, but we're veering towards the dark. Mm. okay so we have the the spring equinox and then we have the autumn equinox on the opposite side of the calendar or the wheel so if you visualize it as a wheel yeah yeah like a clock beautiful I love that 
Mm. I love that. And do you find this isn't taught? Do you find that now there people will be more interested in bringing back these festivals, these times of? Well, yeah. In fact, I taught a yoga class last night. Mm. Um, I was teaching pregnancy yoga, and it was Bridges Day, so I brought it in. Nice. <laughs> um, but even so, the people in the class, the women who were there they all start talking about this brat frida which is the irish word for bridget's cloak mm-hmm. and they had all been hearing about it in the media or through text messages from friends or whatever oh but i have the cloak tonight on on bridget's eve so it'd be on the 31st of january you put out your cloak or a piece of cloth or something on a tree branch overnight or on a bush overnight and bridget comes and blesses the cloth and that cloth you can use or that cloak or whatever it is because she would have always had her cloak Bridget would be known for her cloak um whenever you're sick um or if you have a sore throat in particular they mentioned the sore throat um or sickness or fertility issues or anything throughout the year you bring the cloak out and it 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 has healing qualities because it's been blessed by Bridget and she is a healer um so this yeah it, it it has come back in recent years but particularly this year my sister also said it to me I never heard this before I never heard about this tradition so these ain't tradition traditions are definitely coming back in Ireland and I know more and more women's circles are definitely talking about the Celtic wheel and talking about these traditions and bringing back these festivals in different ways and that's so, beautiful. And do you think that part of the reason that we have lost this, yes, I know the rise of the linear lifestyle and masculinity, et cetera, definitely plays a part. But do you also believe that perhaps the leaving of the village has taken it away? Because we're not necessarily, as young women, growing up around our grandparents, our aunts, mm. the, old, the elders of the, the village because our parents have left. And they're not saying, you know, like I grew up in a very small town with lots of old wives tales, et cetera, et cetera. So I grew up with a lot of that sort of Cajun culture, but I live in England now and I don't teach that stuff to my daughter. So again, it's that taking away of the village. That means that she is not being taught a lot of our old wives tales or, um, Mm, you know, histories. And so I'm wondering if it's coming back because we're we're now creating our own villages and we're looking for those ways to connect. Well, those women's circles are really powerful and really taking off in Ireland anyway. Mm. Um, Moon circles, Celtic circles, any kind of women's gatherings. There's always some magic where those old wives tales are within us all and everyone has a little bit of something that they can share. So whenever women gather, there's always that little bit of potency, that little bit of magic, that like kind of the circle of the cauldron, that kind of sharing of. Yeah. And I just think women together are so powerful. Like there is so much power in community, so much, you know. And when you look at Ireland in particular, just from my own roots, um, our language is a huge part of our connection with the land and with community and when that was taken from us mm-hmm. I mean you know so many people don't speak any of the language anymore and um, there's a brilliant book out at the moment called 32 words for field 
So we would have had 32 worlds for each different type of field that you see, and you would be able to recognize each one. Whereas now every field is a field. It's one word for many different things. Um, and that's just one example. Yeah. It loses its potency. I mean, I I am not, of, I mean, I've got some Cajun background in me, but again, it's the same. Our language was taken from us. It's very common to go into a, a funeral home or around a hospital or an old folks home and hear a lot of the Cajun being spoken, but they never taught the children, mm. partially because they wanted to talk about the children, <laughs> <laughs> but or equally because they were told and scolded and punished yeah. for speaking their language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't want that for their children. They wanted their children to only speak English because that is the way of the, the, not the white man, but that is the way of the man who runs Louisiana now. Yes. So I can understand. <laughs> and it, you almost feel when you when you tap into that, you feel a longing, I yeah. think, for what isn't there anymore. And I believe that these women's circles can almost fill that longing mm-hmm. and they can, they can create, um, like I said before, that connection, that village, that homecoming you're remembering when you're with women and that's the most beautiful beautiful thing I think Mm. (laughs) oh I love it is there anything else before I ask my so many things I know so many things (laughs) I've loved this um so as we're wrapping it up I always ask a period positive or period neutral story so please do you have one and can you share it with us this evening Mm. Well, I guess I've kind of talked a little bit about how as a younger woman, um, I was never taught to acknowledge or (laughs) honour it in any way. Um, I even remember after my first period wanting to celebrate it, but I didn't even know how to ask or how to go about it. Um, And now I would love to give that to, to the young women that I work with or just to get that opportunity to celebrate like I never even heard the word menarch or menarch I, I'm not even still even I'm sure how to pronounce it but that's right I've heard menarchy is that right menarchy I've heard as well yeah, yeah. so yeah. Menarchy. Yeah. let's go with that yeah um, but yeah even that that we don't I don't have that language you know I didn't even know that was a word up until the last two years mm-hmm. um, same absolutely <laughs> yeah so I don't know where it came from, but somehow I began gathering with women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and somehow along my journey, I found myself in training to do pregnancy and women's yoga. I didn't know why I'd enrolled for it. I was teaching yoga. I thought this could be interesting. And um, so I did. I had a wonderful teacher called Lou Horgan in Dublin. And I remember us sitting around and just discussing that first bleed and how it was for us and how we felt and and I realized that I was completely disconnected from it and the very first time I connected with my womb the first time I even acknowledged it with was in my body was um I was about in my late 20s and I went to Ackle Island which is this beautiful island off the west coast of Ireland I went with a group of girls and it just happened to be a spirituality festival that was going on that weekend and we were invited to this goddess moon circle and it was a full moon 
and we went there was eight of us so we went along not knowing what it was but yeah let's try it um and she brought us to that womb space to our womb space and we we did a whole meditation around it and we had our hands placed on our womb and I felt like I had an out of body experience almost I was completely disconnected from I didn't know what was happening I thought I was floating out of my body and all I could see was darkness there and I was like oh I have a womb <laughs> you know I'd seen pictures of it I had a little bit of education not much in school mm-hmm. about um, and I think that's when I decided to honor it and to let myself bleed and to feel it and to throw away the neurofen that I was, you know, yeah. numbing myself through it for years, not feeling. And yeah, so amazing. I don't know. That was the beginning. Yes. And that's beautiful. And, you know, I do love that you want to, to celebrate monarchy with young girls because it is a true celebration Audrey has no idea what I have planned like a massive party (laughs) it's a great balloon there's gonna be takeaway it's be fabulous because I didn't have that that's what I was gonna say did you have one no I got a pamphlet my grandmother (laughs) picked up a pamphlet in the pediatrician's office and said here you go yeah that was it and and I still remember my very first I was at a convention in junior high school I must have been in eighth grade so I was probably around 13 14 was at the McDonald's across from the university we were at came out of the bathroom and I was like my best friend was in there I think I've started my period and she's like bully for you then and walked out (laughs) and I was crestfallen Still to this day, I'm nearly 40. I remember that. Um, But equally, I didn't have a great relationship with my Mm. menstrual cycle and my womb space. And I probably really only connected with my womb space when I was pregnant, you know. And I think a lot of women will have a similar story. Um, So, yeah, I think yours is beautiful, though. I quite want to go on a spiritual retreat weekend and have a (laughs) full moon women's gathering that'd be brilliant oh we should plan that (laughs) oh well you should have your monarchy party because you need that celebration for yourself yes oh yes I've heard of women recreating and I think that is something that we need to do I think that's a beautiful idea Mm. sort of healing that inner child isn't it Mm. love it I just want to show you one thing before we finish I know people can't see but recently in the last year I got myself um a pelvis nice <laughs> because I wanted to see it and touch it and hold it and feel it um and that's how far I've come from not realizing I had a wound to actually knowing what the structure of the pelvis looks like yes becoming um, quite intimate with it <laughs> and yeah I think that's amazing thank you so much I feel so fulfilled like I've learned so much. This has been absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much. This has been great. Um, yeah. Um, last thing. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. But can you please tell everyone where they can find you on the internet? I will put it in the show notes, but I like to have it in spoken as well. Yes, absolutely. Well, you can find me on Instagram at, at creativeroots.ie. So yeah, those creative 
perfect brilliant well thank you so much trina for joining me this evening it has been an absolute pleasure have a good evening you too Bye. bye